Welcome to Blue Sky, a podcast exploring different pathways to the deepest human expression. I'm very happy to present a fascinating conversation with Tali Loma about brain malleability and our power to rewire our brain. Through her spiritual teachings, Tali has been of service to people who wish to actively create their life for decades now. Over the years, I personally learned from a lot of different spiritual teachers, and I can tell you that Tali is a very unique guide. Working with her is a reminder that anything is possible and everything is each person's responsibility and that there is choice in every moment. Her depth of lived knowledge is impossible to condense in an hour conversation. There are so many layers behind her teachings that you could easily listen several times to unravel all the subtleties and the profoundness of her words. From her own life experience to the methods she's using to support others, she's sharing so much gold in this conversation. I hope you enjoy the journey. So welcome, Tally. Thank you, Anne. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. It's very early morning, all the way in New Zealand, where you're at right now. Yes, it is. And we've just ticked over our winter solstice. So, you know, we're in our shortest days. So, yeah, still dark. Quite the opposite is here in Paris, Europe. Uh, this is very exciting because I've been working with you for more than a year and a half. And I got to know your work. And I'm really excited to share this episode with people around Europe so that they can also know about what you do and where you can actually share your knowledge and all your experience. You work with the physics of the universe and you are of service to people who wish to rediscover themselves and go a bit deeper in their life or in their desire or in whatever they are engaged in life at the moment. You work in your very unique way that you have learned from source directly really something you had in you your whole life and you practiced yourself so it's very coming from deep within you yes um it's been a lifelong journey so i call it a practiced lifestyle meaning that the voices the imagery the education has been with me my whole life and of course it wasn't till later stages that i got a deeper understanding so yeah this for me is a practice lifestyle and i've had my moments as we all do And it's through practicing the lifestyle that you get to prove something to yourself. And my education has come from what some will call the soul or the higher self or the source and or the creator within. So, yeah, that everything that I do in my work comes from that background or that foundation. Um, I'm not a reader. I'm not a researcher. Uh, I just go with the way that I'm being educated from within. And at this stage of the game, I can say it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and so is it something you, like from the start, from the moment you were a kid, you always received information in this way? I did. But of course, when you're in nappies and a toddler and you're having experiences, that for me and my vision Um, and the way that my brain works, that I've come to own the way that my mind is and my brain is, 
that the imagery to me is like it was this morning. It's that clear for me. And, of course, you don't know that's an education when you're that young. It's just that's the way that it is. And it wasn't until my late 20s when they started communicating with me different that I started to realise that everybody wasn't, everybody's not the same. And up until that point, I just naturally thought it. I didn't talk about it. I just thought everybody was the same. And we are in a sense that we all have the same opportunities. But the way our soul chooses our family, and I can say that as a fact because I have been shown that as an adult and had that experience. So, you know, there's purpose to everything. And through everything, there is a choice. And some people can perceive something out of their control, but you always have the option how you deal with something. So interesting you speak about your brain because for me that's such an interesting topic how we can change what's happening in your brain and it changes everything in our life how how do you perceive how what's your understanding of the the way we can change our brain or the brain malleability well when we uh first come into the world one of the first words we learn or sounds we learn is shh, shh, don't cry, mm. be upset. Now, it's not meant to shut us down, but in some ways it's telling us don't express yourself. And partly because a parent is in a bit of concern for their child. And then we truck along and we're bathed and we're you know, we're fed and we get put in a snuggly bed, most people. And then we're told all of a sudden one day it's like, no. <laughs> and then you're taught, if you don't behave this way, I will punish you. If you behave this way, I'll reward you. So our brain gets wired that we must please other people or behave in a way that pleases other people. It's not about, or we're selfish if we do something, oh, you're so selfish or self-centered or all these other words that humans throw around. So we get wired. Some in science might call it synapsis of the brain, neurons of the brain mm -hmm. growing and synapses grow through repetition. So something we practice over and over again. So you get hardwired. It becomes automatic to respond. People don't realize why they're responding in a certain way. And there's lots that go with this. You know, our conversation today is only going to be like a total scratch of a surface because even talking about a past to really comprehend what things like that mean and as far as your brain goes. So to rewire your brain is to delete synapses of your brain, which takes repetition. You're breaking a habit. And then to create a new repetition, a new momentum, without falter, which means repetition is it, that's such a huge word because it can mean a thousand times in a day. It could mean a thousand times in two hours that someone's willing to do a repetition to create a new habit and hardwire. So I just I'll give a very brief example of one. And it was more in recent years for me, one of the last ones actually. And I was living in the South Island of New Zealand and I was encouraged to go down to the beach every morning just before dawn and just on dusk in the evening and I would walk for half an hour just going and out loud to myself no one else was around and I'd be saying 
I know who I am, I know where I am, I know who I am, I know where I am, like over and over and over again for half an hour. And if it came out during the day, I'd be saying it. I'd do it at dusk. If I woke up during the night, it would be coming out my mouth. Now, it took me, and I know what that means. That means I know that I'm a divine being of light focused into form, and it means I know exactly where I am being present at the moment. I'm talking to you, so I know exactly where I am. So it took me just under five months to hardwire that with that kind of repetition. Doing it every day. Every day, half an hour in the morning at night, during the day if it came into my mind, in between clients, during the night I'd wake up. So that that serious focus and repetition where most people get distracted, going off with friends, got a job, got a family, got a commitment. So they're not putting that kind of repetition and focus. And I'm really, really good at focus and repetition. So that helps you understand with that much focus, approximately five months, five months. Most people won't do that kind of repetition. They would do it to go to the gym, probably. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Um, it's It takes focus without judgment, like the keys they've taught me my whole life, to the best of one's ability, is non-judgment, because that's fluid. We have moments. And vigilance, which to some people could be awareness, paying attention. And then repetition, but repetition is the biggest thing through non-judgment. Um, to really, no matter how you've been brought up, what your perception of the world or your own personal experiences of this at this time, if you want to rewire your brain, you can, and your life will transform accordingly. Nature of being human. So basically, anything can be rewired, but Absolutely. the longest, the longest we've been practicing it. So if it's like a belief or something I've been do, like practicing in my brain for like 30 years, it's going to take more effort, more repetition than if it's like a recent thing, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, it's, we're in a magnetic universe. Our planet goes around the sun. Moon does what it does in relationship to the planet and the sun. You know, we have the beasts of our planet, the winged beings. You know, birds fly south for the winter. Wildebeests will move to a new breeding ground. Whales will travel thousands of kilometers. It's all magnetically based. If food is not grown in a uh, controlled climate like a greenhouse or something, it grows to the climate, the way the planet moves around the sun, whether it's tilting away or towards the sun to create a season. Humans have lost the concept that your human body is exactly the same as that. It doesn't matter whether the world is 24-7 or not, or whether we have technology, your human body is part of the construct. Mm. It's designed for the construct. So you can rewire anything. And a classic example, and it's already real in the world, someone can be told they're going to die of cancer in six months, and some people will believe that. And they will die approximately around six months because they believed it. They practiced that belief. And then someone else goes, I don't think so. And they start looking in different directions, getting guided by what's relevant to their path of least resistance, and they are alive five years later. So who's telling the truth? Hmm. 
no defined reality, which is the construct, or there's, um, sorry, divine reality, which is the construct. It's based on magnetics, cause and effect, law of attraction, uh, physics. And then there is designed reality, the stories humans tell, and they convince you it's real. And if you want to believe it's real, then you live the symptoms of it. But if you want to choose a different reality, it just takes practice. It just takes practice. That's all. Yeah, that's very promising. Um, I guess once someone is already in the stage of having a cancer, it's even a lot more practice and a lot more different things to explore to kind of get out of this because once the body has already some like deep physical symptom it's it's it seems bigger to deal with than just like a little thing or for you it's all the same um it's bigger because the person perceives it that way and of course if one dwells on the fact that it's big and creates that magnetic flow momentum repetition then it takes longer. There's more resistance. But if someone can go, well, this is something I've been practicing and I can see this as a result of a practice without judgment, because that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is not to dwell on judging themselves. And then go, okay, what can I do? What is my little, not jump a ravine and go for the magic wand. It's like, what is the closest thing I can do that is my path of least resistance and just get to that point and get that one flowing and then once that becomes a bit more of an automatic and a bit more oh I'm a bit better at this then you aim for the next thing and then it's not a big deal it's like an hourglass it starts off slow but you get to a certain point critical mass happens and you get a whoosh to just realize in this moment, this is what I can do, not measure time, not use the past to stay in suffering and not use linear time to stay in suffering. Just go, this is the best I can do in this moment and this is good enough. This is the best I can do in this moment and that's good enough. Then that will alleviate a suffering. It's a repetition. It's like people call it affirmations and people don't realize your ears hear everything you say, everything. Your ears hear it in the tone that you use it. Your ears hear everything you listen to. So that plays a big role in the choices you make. Whether you're listening to something in your mind or you're listening out loud when you have a conversation about something, when you're listening to someone else's conversation, that's all repetition. That's all affirming a reality. The universe ain't kidding when it says everybody is the creator of their reality, meaning the choices you make through the experiences you have um, discovered yourself to be in. I call it click and collect, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's a nice way. Yeah, about this topic, I had I made a little experiment the last month. I haven't used any social media, so I, I didn't watch any video, any story, any kind of public message, anything. It was just me in my home, seeing a couple of friends. <laughs> and it's been incredible how I felt just more clear. It's really a feeling I think I couldn't have before actually doing the experiment because it's, um, yeah, it's quite specific. It's hard to pinpoint and explain, but 
yeah, I would say clear is the the best word to describe it. So now I'm not sure I want to go back to social media. <laughs> I mean, it's very practical and it's really nice for many things, but it really made me realize exactly everything you've been talking about right now. Everything we listen to, we watch, it's kind of entering into ourselves and and then it's a lot of information. Well, everything's vibrational, right? People yeah. have been um, taught to focus on the physical, not realizing you've got to focus on the vibration because the physical only exists because it's a vibration that's focused in to form. Now, I grew up, you know, born in 1961. So I grew up, um, you know, there wasn't cell phones and there wasn't computers. I mean, black and white TV and in New Zealand, TV wasn't even a thing. Um, I, I can remember the first time I saw TV. Um, I was probably about four or five years old and it was a black and white TV and it wasn't much going on in New Zealand at that time. So in party line, like telephones, party lines, things like that. So I grew up in a time where we didn't have advertising. You know, biscuits, yeah, <laughs> you know, on TV. <laughs> or something like that or a dishwashing liquid or a laundry powder but your um, world that you live in more and I live in it too is saturated with advertising and however that advertising is to get you to buy a product or follow a cause and I call it talkback radio so to me it's like you might have 20 channels going in at your field at a time because what most people don't realize is when you scroll on social media or imagery, your eyes don't have a brain, right? Mm -hmm. And eyes aren't reading your consciousnesses. So your eyes as recorders, just like your ears, they don't have brains, they don't analyze, they just receive. Your eyes see every single word, every single image. Wow. And it's coming in vibrationally into your field. So social media is part of the world. And if you can, it's like fasting. If you realize you're starting to, like you use it because it is part of the world and the world is evolving and it will continue to evolve. But you use it in a way that you know how to use it rather than just being, um, I want to use the word sucker, yeah. like people thinking anything because they've been taught this is the way you do it. But you can actually use it to your advantage while holding your own by staying centered and realizing the benefit of it without being influenced by it mm -hmm. to me it has the feeling of being absorbed by it if i kind of i don't really pay attention but i'm just watching it then i feel absorbed by the yeah so then you go i know that in this world social media is a way of communicating and also putting myself out there or doing what I want to do, or discovering the things I'm interested in. It's not my thing, but again, I grew up before all this stuff, so it doesn't, I I believe it's awesome, for because the world has to keep evolving, and like anything, you know, we don't burn witches at the stake anymore. People don't run through fields with swords and metal chainmail wearing, or, you know, um, different cultures don't have the same influence because people travel the world. So it's realizing we keep evolving and social media or the internet is part of the world, it's part of technology, but you, if you are centered or you understand, you use it 
the way you want to use it rather than it controlling you. Mm. Subliminal. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. You are creator, not it creating your reality because you're not paying attention. And most people don't. They're not focused. Mm -hmm. I guess it was the same with TV back then, I imagine. I never was much of a TV person. My parents brought me up without a TV, so I'm not really into that. But I imagine like a lot of people in the past would watch a lot of TV without really watching. That was a bit the same kind of effect. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Because anything you're spending time with, you're vibrating a response to it. If you're vibrating a response to it, which you can't help it, it's a magnetic reality. Therefore, your soul is giving you more of your focus because the universe is unconditional, right? Mm. So if your focus is in suffering of some sort, now suffering can be anger, guilt, shame, blame, judgment, that's suffering, insecurities, unworthiness, um, humiliation, betrayal, whatever, a suffering, the soul go, doesn't go, oh, we'll just ignore that. It's not. It's a magnetic reality. And if that is what you are vibrating, your soul, your creator, higher self, whatever you want to call it, is going to go, if that is your focus, we can give you more things to support that focus. And that's why you get flooded with thoughts that support that. And it's hard to get away because the magnetics, you've created a strong magnetic pull a momentum. That's why it takes repetition to start creating something different. So your soul goes, oh, okay, you've created a different focus now. Okay, the more you hold that, the more click and collect we can give you with that focus. Universe, no good, bad, no right, wrong. Now that's really hard for humans to hear because the left brain, the one you're wanting to rewire, is all about assessment. Analyzing. Yes. And if you're analyzing, then you've got judgment flowing instead of going, I recognize this without judgment. I know it doesn't feel good to me. What choice can I make? Bang smack now. That's a different focus that feels a little bit better than this. That's choice. That's freedom to choose. But yeah, most people want to stay on the other. And wonder why it keeps happening. We're talking about loops of thoughts coming back and coming back and stronger and stronger. When you speak about this, I think of depression or what we call depression. Um, and I mean, everybody has a kind of a different uh, understanding of it. For me, my experience or people I've had around, I really could see it's like a loop of going down and down and down up to the point that the person doesn't even perceive any light or... They're like so absorbed in their suffering loop. And then it's like so wired into the person that it takes them a lot to just see like a little bit of something positive. Some spiritual people say that depression is some kind of a reset or some kind of an awakening. Like there's different theories about that. How like they would say, for example, it's somehow necessary for the person to kind of drop everything and start from zero. And a depression would be kind of... Um, that point and then they can build up on that and I've heard this theory a lot so I don't know what's your understanding of depression well first of all nothing's necessary the only things we experience is what we are focused on the vibration so when some this is my understanding and my education of it yep. 
is the reason they're in the loop is because that's they're so never changed focus and and partly because they never got taught that they could change focus so they're looping now this i mean like i say the subject we're just kind of going to only be able to just scratch the surface so and some of the things that are being said, there's not going to be the context underneath it to really understand it, but I'll do the best I can. Yeah. To understand this is a magnetic reality. Now, people go, it's my thoughts. No, they're not. There are no, no, no new thoughts in the world. It's a construct based on magnetics, consciousnesses. Depression is a consciousness, doubt is a consciousness, anger is a consciousness, joy is a consciousness, enthusiasm is a consciousness, laughter a consciousness, excitement, um, revenge, they're all consciousnesses. Now, not one of the consciousnesses that exist is a predator, is a hunter, is, an, is contagious. So you imagine it's like a supermarket. And if someone gets caught in a focus and they stay there, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, and part of it could be because of their education and they don't know they can change it. That's why they're caught in it. Nobody's taught them that you don't have to stay there. And it's not about seeing light. It's just, do you want to try something different? That's it. Do you want to try something different? Don't make it about light. Don't make it about the outcome. Would you like to experience something different? Yes, I would. Okay, are you willing to just try this little thing? I'll give it a go. Okay, well, let's see how much repetition you can do with it. So thoughts. If you're vibrating a thing, this is the click and collect, then your soul is going to keep the same flow of vibration coming to you, vibration, and your left brain will translate that into a thought process. So mm -hmm. someone might go really depressed and the universe goes, no, you're not. You're a divine being of light focused under form. You are absolutely practicing depression. You are absolutely experiencing the characteristics of depression. But you're still a divine being of light focused into form. People have been so hardwired to focus on the physical. And that's why it can be really hard to understand. You've got to work with your vibration and be willing to try something different without it being, oh, it's going to be about the light or it's going to be about this. It's like, well, I've been doing this for a long time. I've seen the movie. I've read the book. I've pulled the T-shirt and I'm going, damn, I know this really well. <laughs> Do I want to keep doing it? Or... Am I actually willing to try something different? And it'll take a bit of repetition to get the momentum going. But if the person's willing, they'll realize they're going to have to do the repetition. They're yeah, going there's always to, choice. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. The truth. And not trying to jump a ravine. Just what is something I can do? A bit of repetition with and be strong about that and put things in place that I can do that. My easiest, not a hard one, simple, easy, because it's the practice of the individual that proves it to themselves. And some people read a book and they get excited about someone's journey and then they try to replicate that journey, but it's not their journey. And then they'll say, oh, my God, I must be getting it wrong. I must be dumb. I must be slow. I must be blocking it. You can't block anything. 
that's impossible. They're just <laughs> words that people throw around. You can either focus on something you don't like and continue to practice that and justify it, or you can choose to look at something that may feel a little bit better and be willing to start a new repetition around that and see what it feels like for you without trying to mimic or regurgitate anyone else. So like in my work, I work with people in a way that suits their personality. So the way that I, um, I call it live streaming source to bring through the information is to help rewire the brain in their language in a way that they're most receptive to. Yeah, that's so, super important huh? because everybody's very different. So maybe the way you would explain one concept, one thing to one person is very different to another one. Yeah, and getting people to snap out of some things they've been told are real, but they're real. Yes, they are. They're a truth, but they're designed reality. Big difference to divine. Divine is the construct. Design means humans have put it out in the world in a certain way and said this is the way it is. Well, history tells us nothing is the way that it is for too long because evolution is evolution and the evolution of the mind, the evolution of the human experience and what humans don't realise they're capable of. They really don't. Or it's put out in a way that they perceive it's out of their reach. Or that it's going to be really hard work. Well, the only hard work is the repetition. As they said back to me decades ago, the techniques are so simple, the hard part is the human wanting to do the repetition. Mm. That's the hard part. It's a discipline. <laughs> yes. Mm. Like you said, people will do that to go to the gym, to fly an aeroplane, or um, to do parkour. You know, they're willing to do those disciplines. Yeah, I feel like we tend to, when it's something physical, like if I go to the gym every day and I see the muscle build and I'm like, it's working, you know, you can see it, everybody can see it. <laughs> But with this stuff and with the, the beliefs and the brain, it takes a little bit of time, maybe, or it takes, not everybody can see it from the outside directly. So it's like working on different level before experiencing it. We don't really believe it works. It helps once Correct. you have one good, one good experience, like, okay, now this works, I can apply it everywhere else, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And it's about not worrying about what's seen in the outside world because it's you changing inside. And then that will reflect in the outside. That's what it means by vibration first. Mm. You can't get a physical outcome to something you're not willing to focus on. And... You do it for yourself, not for the world. You do it 600 times I could say that. That's how much I want to say that. You do it for yourself. You do it for yourself. Because the more you do it for yourself and you teach yourself this expression, then you become a living example in the world. We're leaders of the past. We're do as I say, not as I do. Mimic me regurgitate me but don't do as I do the new world the evolution of being human is about becoming a living example that's why I call it a practice lifestyle and even me calling it physics is just because that's the wording I receive receive because of my the way my brain and the way I look at the world I don't need to attach it to a being 
or a name of a person or a something, to me, it's always been like, that's why I still don't get into reading and following things, because I need to know that it's real for me in a way that suits my personality. And that's how I've always asked. Give it to me in my face, in a way I can understand, in a way that suits my personality, because that's going to be my path of least resistance. If I try and mimic someone else, well, then I'm going to feel less than because I haven't walked their life. I don't even have their autobiographies of the soul. I don't have their library. I have my own library of my soul. That's what I have access to. So saying this, basically, you're encouraging people to really use their own way to get wherever they want to go, but not not necessarily the the usual way or to get the knowledge or the experience in a certain way that's recommended but just in in the way it feels good for them yes and then they might tap into something someone's doing or go for a reiki session or go for an ac acupuncture session or go and see a counselor but the idea is to utilize the tools but don't become that so it's um, the path of least resistance, but not turning it into a discipline or a gospel. It's just I can tap into that, but I've got to come back to me. What's my path? What's my soul telling me? Because, you know, people can want to reach out to lots of names, if you like, for their guidance or their what they call spirituality. And this person's spiritual and this is not an Please, every single person on this planet is spirit-focused and deformed. doesn't matter what anyone's human perception or story of that is. And people will go, this person's connected and this one's not. Well, just another human design story. Because how can you be disconnected from what you are? There's, like I say, we're just scratching the surface. There's so much context behind what I'm saying. There's six decades of experience behind what I'm saying. Okay? Yeah. And I can it with such passion because I live it and I've lived it and I know the truth of this when you want your greatest teacher it is your soul that's it there is no master there is no archangel that is greater for your education than your source of being human whatever you want to call that soul creator source higher self I am presence It doesn't matter what language you call it because the universe doesn't care. It doesn't care what label you give it, long as the label you feel good with it. But if you want your greatest point of attraction, your greatest teacher, then call on your soul because your soul is a library of incarnations. It is an autobiographies, hundreds of thousands of reference books. We're just calling them books. They're not really books. Um, it's 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 incredible and I can only say that from my own experience and I can say it from passion because I live it and I experience it and I know it's a truth it's like the social media thing we spoke about earlier you can utilize whatever's available to you but don't just stay with that come back to you because you want to rewire your brain and you want to discover your path of least resistance and someone's story or way of doing it can help you absolutely but you only want bits of it you don't want all of it because 
you didn't live their life, you're not living their life, and you don't have their library. So the way they have gone through their process is individualistic to them. It's unique to each individual creator. Everybody is an equal creator human, and creators don't want to mimic and regurgitate. They want to experience something new, like Captain Kirk and Star Trek, man. They didn't care about aliens in the other world. They kept going season after season. <laughs> and then you, William Shatner, who played Captain Kirk, focus, 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 has actually really gone into space in his lifetime. Oh, wow, I, mean, I didn't know that. This, is, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, so he played that role. And then how many months ago, in the last year maybe, he got to go into space. Oh, wow a small group of people and he got to be in space not as an astronaut but as an actor i mean isn't that incredible it is absolutely well then all the actors playing the baddies in the movie should be careful <laughs> if, <laughs> if that's all they do <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's uh, being able to not hold a focus on something vibrationally that's the non-judgment It's when you are in the vibration of that thing, that's when you get more of it. More, more sickness in this world than there's ever been before. And yet we have so much information, so much technology, and yet humans have been programmed to be sick, basically. It's quite overwhelming, all the different tools and things that exist. But talking about this, someone who, who let's say, up to now in their life, they only relied on always asking for support outside of them, asking for guidance outside of them, like maybe to doctors or actually anyone, maybe even someone spiritual, but, you know, someone who is really trained and wired to go outside, but wishes to change and maybe start to get the guidance themselves and feel more like what they actually feel like themselves, but they have no clue where to start. Where, what would you recommend to them? First of all, I would say that they call on their infinite intelligence, soul, and ask for the guidance in a way that will suit their personality. And then the soul will just start bringing things in. It could be they end up standing next to somebody in a supermarket. It could be something flashes up and gets their attention. But the first thing is to ask of their soul to be guided in a way that their path of least resistance. Now. When you say something out loud, and it doesn't matter how loud it is, or how loud it is, when you say it out loud, your ears hear it. So therefore, you're bringing aspects of you on so many different levels that you can hear an answer and receive an answer. It could be a child running past with something on their T-shirt. Your soul will get you to see it. It's just whether you pay attention to it or you talk yourself out of it. But start by just calling on the greater part of you, even if you want to call it God, you want to call it Jesus, you want to call it Allah, you want to call it Jehovah. It doesn't matter what you call it. Just And don't call it because of the philosophy or the discipline behind it. Just call it because that's what makes you feel good and ask for the guidance. And you ask once. The universe is not deaf, okay? doesn't have Alzheimer's. 
you ask once, just like in a restaurant, you ask once. Once you've asked, so just example, please can I, um, I really want to feel different. I've tried lots of things. You know what I've been up to, guys. Have your sense of humour. Like the way I talk with my soul and that, I there's no pretending to be anybody else. It's like be authentic and your sense of humour. So mine's like, hey, guys, you know where I'm at. Um, this is something I'd like to have um, a bit more of an experience about because I'm not a big question asker. Okay, except show me what I need to know. That's my deal. Show me what I need to know. But for someone else, they can go, I'd like to feel better than this. Uh, what is the most simplest thing I could do now? Right? So they asked. That's the orders gone in. After that, it's like any time the thought comes in about a worry or a doubt connected. No, no, I've already asked that. I know it's being taken care of. Just like putting an order in at the restaurant. I'll just carry on and see what pops up. But most people will keep asking the same thing. But every time they ask the same thing, they're saying, I don't have it. The image of the restaurant is quite a nice one because we would never ask the waiter like 10 times in five minutes. Like, here we just think we're crazy. <laughs> here we just kick us out of the restaurant. <laughs> Absolutely. And you don't rush out into the kitchen and tell the chef how to do it. The reason you're in that restaurant is because you like their food. Mm. And you're what you want to savor and taste and enjoy and you enjoy yourself once you've put the order in and you trust that it's going to be placed in front of you that's magnetics mm. that's six that's cause and effect that's law of attraction i've put the order in i know it's been received because the universe isn't deaf and it doesn't have Alzheimer's. So now I'm just going to carry on with other things and see what comes in to start me moving in that direction. So it's really asking okay. and then just living and just paying attention to what's happening. Because once we ask, something will happen. And so if we don't pay attention because we're too busy overthinking, or I don't know what, <laughs> there will be like another opportunity or like, like, another, like another plate will be offered <laughs> at the table or... Absolutely. When you ask for something, it never is not there for you. So even what you ask for at two years old or seven years old, that's still vibrating in your field, whether you want to access it or not. Just because your focus goes somewhere else, it doesn't mean that's no longer available to you. It's just freedom of choice. I still want this or I, or I want to modify the choice. Mm. Or you start receiving going, well, yeah, that's great, but I actually want it better than that. And then you ask something else, right? That's a creator. Or you'll go, uh-uh, I thought that was going to be great, but man, nah, not into that. And it's right now I know how to ask for something else. Everything is about that next desire, that next creation that the creator wants to modify. So you're not mimicking and regurgitating most humans are mimicking and regurgitating mm. they're not asking something in a new way it's um interesting also because sometimes we ask for something and if we have no resistance it's coming so quickly you know and what you can do when you're asking is that people don't get this it's not a mandate to suffer People can say, please, can I have it easily and effortlessly? You're 
are the creator of your reality. You are the creator of your reality. So you can ask for something to happen easily and effortlessly and see if you've got resistance about it when it starts turning up. So 100%, if you don't have resistance, bang, there it is. Hence, things with more resistance because of an education, a family, a religion, a culture, a government, a this, a whatever, then it's just going to take a bit more focus, a little bit more repetition to rewire your concepts and belief system because that's what you're doing. You're changing something you're doing because you got taught what was good and bad, how you're supposed to behave. And now you're going, well, yeah, I've done that, but how do I want to be in the world? What what am I going to ask for me now rather than keep mimicking and regurgitating what my parents, my culture, my government, my education system taught me? Mm. Am I going to choose something different? I've got that there if I want it. I've got it there. It's there if I need it, but I'm a creator. I want something new, so I'm going to play with this. Yeah. And it's being willing to do that. And then your life, guarantee it, life will start to change because you're setting your own path rather than just being a mimicker and a regurgitator, which most people are. Yeah. And it's true that some topics, I mean, for everybody, probably we have different resistances in different topics, but in some topics, it's easier than others. And talking about myself, I have one specifically that now is like the most easy thing. It's accommodation. Because last year I was like traveling a lot and living like a nomadic life. And I had to change accommodation so many times and so many times a bit last minute in places that people say you can never find anything. And I would always find the best places. <laughs> and now like this, like no one can fuck with my brain. I <laughs> just say it this way, like it's really <laughs> <laughs> to the point that actually now um, the flat I'm living in, found it in one day in the sen- the central part of Paris where everybody said it's impossible to find it. So it's really, I feel like the more we kind of experience it, then the less any kind of belief that don't serve us matter because like there's so many proof, you know? And the more proof yes. we accumulate, then the more confident we feel like it's working. That's how you prove it to yourself. So you could mimic the person who goes it's impossible and live their belief system, or you could go, that's great, that's the way you see it, but I'm going to be a creator and I'm going to see what I can do for me the way I want it. And some humans will go, it was the 11th hour, and your divinity will go, no, that was when you were always going to line up with it. You're the one telling the story, it's the 11th hour. Because you're lining up with it. And if you go easily and effortlessly, it'll fit in perfectly. Words like that. It's like, no, man, going to get all the guidance. It's all going to happen perfectly. It's going to happen easily and effortlessly. I'm in receiving mode. I'm listening. Language like that with yourself, you're saying it yourself. These words help get you there, but you've got to be the one that practices it to make it real in your reality. Oh, you'll never get a flat in the middle of Paris. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm my own creator. I'm going to give it a go. And then bang, there it is. Just like that. Do you feel like it's possible to actually create some kind of an illusion by, let's say, if I'm really wishing for some extraordinary things that for most people seem like really far or really impossible in a way, is it possible it kind of creates an illusion that I will never get there or... 
in any case, if it's something that someone truly wishes, it's healthy to do to use this this method. Well, first of all, you are the creator of your reality, so nothing is withheld from you. Nothing. Nothing. It already is vibrating in your field. If you can do the things you're being guided to by your soul to line up with that vibration, it will become a reality. If you want to believe it's out of reach, but you want it, then of course it's always going to be out of reach. But you'll see someone else do it who wants to hold focus on it. Nothing is withheld. You are the creator of your reality. Nothing is withheld. Nothing is withheld. 600 million. Nothing. <laughs> if you can practice that you believe it, even though you don't need the details, you will be guided to it and you say, it'll happen in my path of least resistance. It'll happen easily and effortlessly. And I'll trust the guidance will get me there. And, and sometimes through ways or places that you would not expect them. Huh? 100%. I have had incredible, incredible mind-blowing experiences in my life. I have been woken up and told to go outside and I have seen things that would blow people's minds. I've been driving in a vehicle and had experiences that would blow people's minds. I, nothing, nothing is withheld, nothing. Did you always follow the guidance or did you at some point also have moments of like, not fully trusting it or doubting it a bit or for you it was like clear from the start you always went for the thing even if they were saying crazy stuff or like out of the box stuff how was your experience it was never crazy because it was always my normal and and I got shot as an adult so in 2005 I got woken up one night and I got shown the video because like I say I'm very audio visual I've had documentaries in my head since I was a child and narrators so I got woken up, sat bolt right up in bed, and I watched a video in my bedroom um, that just appeared, a hologram, of my soul choosing my parents and explained to me why. Now, I burst into tears, absolute sobbing. It made everything just kind because like I said, I'm not a questioner. It's just like, show me when I need to know it. Just show me when I'm not going to research anything. You know what I'm like. Just when I need to know it, show it to me. Or if I need to practice it, show it to me. And you know me, I'll do the repetition. So I got shown why. And it all made sense. Nothing seems crazy to me because it's been my normal. And I chose parents that I ended up the middle of three under five a father that didn't want to be around, um, he was off doing his thing, and a mum that just ended up going a little bit, um, well, she became an alcoholic. She wasn't an alcoholic. She hardly drank. She had three children, but her lifestyle with my dad uh, took her that way. So from a very, very young age, I became independent. So to me, the voices, the imagery, the videos, they're my normal. That's I why I get such incredible experiences that would blow people's mind but I'm not special I'm not any more different than anybody else on this planet it's just I came into practice it in a way that I could then share it as an absolute divine truth that's why I can be so passionate about what I do because it's the real McCoy man it ain't movie stuff it's for real well your passion feels very very real <laughs> Yeah, it, and it's beautiful. You can share all of this 
experience with so many people who maybe have access to a bit of it or they're a bit shy or a bit confused in some moments and really help them trust it more and build it more and practice differently. And my, my, personally, my life has changed so much since I started working with you and so many crazy things happened. <laughs> now the crazy is also a bit more than normal, but I really remember when in some cases I was like, but what is, what is this? <laughs> and then really it's, um, it's like giving a little slap to the logic and just keep going. <laughs> well, it is because the brain is going to want to keep going back to what you've already been doing. It's your automatic. It's your default. Mm. Like someone's working on a computer and they've got the screen up in front of them, but they could have four tabs open behind that. And that's the brain when you realize you've got to open a new tab and actually start shutting down the other ones. Of course, there's resistance. You know, I've had people sometimes their first session with me, they end up so angry because they don't like what they're hearing. But I didn't get them to come to me. They chose because magnetically on several, some level they were ready for it. And then by the end of the first session, because this is about repetition, it's not like you just have one session and then like, woohoo, got it. Um, <laughs> even though you can record it and use that repetition to go back and remind yourself who you were in the experience, how things were said. And then they start practicing it because I'm only giving the technique out in a way that suits their personality. They're the one that's got to practice it to make it real and you either do or you don't and no matter who anybody is no matter how many letters they've got after their name or who they believe they are everybody's the same you live what you practice that's magnetics that's the physics of this reality this planet is a magnetic universe there are no bungee cords there are no scaffolding there is no remote control the planet rotates around the sun in a way that supports life, that supports the growing of vegetables and fruit. And every single thing that is part of the construct, meaning animals, insects, birds, mammals, the ocean, snowflakes, trees, wild grasses, everything, humans, dragonflies, fleas on a dog's back, the construct, the construct, that is divine creation. That is a divine reality. Anything that man has done is designed reality. Now, pre, pre-religion, particularly in monarchy, most tribal people worked with the seasons because they understood the magnetics of the planet. They didn't call it magnetics. It was just seasons or whatever word their culture used. We get caught up in all these words and labels. And then religion, well, monarchy came along and religion and started saying, no, look at this, and I'm going to hurt you or punish you or condemn you if you don't. And so people got programmed out of fear. Like even for me, I'm on my mum's side, Fijian. And when I see the island people all dress up on a Sunday to go to church, And their ancestors were forced into that reality through fear. It's evolution. It's not good, bad, right, wrong. But they don't return to how it was before then when it was all about the magnetics of the planet. That's how the original ancestors live, you know. And the shamans, the medicine women, the medicine men, 
the healers, the midwives, the naturopaths, the herbalists. It was all about what the moon and the sun and the planet was doing. You know, the fishermen don't go out because of a Gregorian calendar. They go because they know what the moon is doing, what the planet's doing, the weather patterns are doing. Farmers can go and listen on a radio today, yeah, and hear about this, that on the radio. But a farmer or fisherman will read the weather better than most weather people. Smell it. They know the shape of the clouds. They know where the direction of the wind is coming from. And when we realize that in a human experience, we are exactly the same as the animals and the plants physically, not the mind, physically, and we realize that our human body is pure source focused into form, when we start using our brain, our mind in a new way, our physical body will transform, our physical life will transform. And that is an absolute guarantee. So just a tiny little really quick, because like I say, a lot of things I've said are going to trigger people in different ways, but there's so much I have lived behind the things I say. Yeah, of course. Someone that has played really hard. I've had five fractures. I've had dislocation. I've had concussion. I've um, been in a plane crash. Yes, I have. I've been in a small plane crash. I've um, been thrown off horses, motorbikes, car accidents. I played. Now, I haven't had a doctor since I was at primary school. Yes, I've been to hospital. I have no pain in my body and I don't exercise. I practice what I have been taught to practice. So this stuff is real if you're willing to do the practice, which is repetition. It is real 100%. Now, some people aren't going to like that. Some people aren't going to want to hear it. But I am in a living example that this is real. I am flexible. I am healthy. I am vibrant in who I am as a human because I practice the teaching because I didn't get educated out of it. I got expelled from school. I didn't do education in that kind of way. My education has come from my soul because I didn't know any different. And for three years as an adult, I practiced someone else's beliefs because people kept telling me I was wrong. Well, that was horrible, that three years. I ended up in some places I will never go again. So woohoo, take that off the list. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't dwell on the past because I know my past doesn't exist. I have memories, but it doesn't exist. Only my now exists. And and I live it to the best of my ability. And I'm okay with that. And I'm not hiding anymore. I've hid for decades. I'm not hiding anymore. So thank you so much for inviting me to share because I have really only been sharing more in the last sort of five or six years. Um, and, and more so now with such freedom, um, I'm not hiding anymore uh, the way that I work with Source. No, thank you. It's really an honor to have you on this podcast. And and it really feels real when you speak. It's knowledge, but it's not knowledge for some kind of a book. As you said before, it really, we can feel it when you speak about it. And I feel like this is the this is the thing. <laughs> and it's really it's, it's really inspiring. And that's my desire and intent that you feel it because that's the only way you're going to know it's real for you. Words can convince us of anything or tell a story about anything. 
But if you feel it, you cannot deny that because we're all vibrational beings focused into form. You know, so if we don't pay attention to what we're feeling, it's not a mindset, it's an experience through the body, it's a communication system through the body because the body's made up of cells vibrating and they will change the human experience and the physicality if the mind supports the change. So the connection between the brain and the physicality is also very strong. Well, when you use your mind and your mind is flexible, your body will automatically be flexible. Mm. That's when I think about how well I am and how flexible I am. It's because I have practiced the teachings. So even though I've had huge impacts to my body, I have no pain and I haven't done anything except practice the teachings of my soul. It's all I've done. Wow. I haven't exercised. I eat what I want. If I want chocolate and coffee for breakfast, I'll have chocolate and coffee for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know anyone else's rules of what nutrition is or what is health and well-being. I do what feels good for me. So this is different for everyone. Yes. And your belief system. But if you take away judgment about something and just go, yeah, I'm into it or I'm not, or this is good for me or it's not, but you don't condemn someone else because they're in it or you don't call it bad just because you're not into it, then you're not limiting yourself. But if someone judges, say, we'll just say a food of any sort and goes, that's bad, well, of course, if they ever eat that, they're going to have bad experiences with it because they're of their reality I've been taught stem cell consciousness what that means to me something will be whatever I choose it to be for me because whether it's a magnetic planet so everything comes out of a source a point of origin a focus so someone could call a tomato bad and they will have symptoms of that and someone else will absolutely love tomatoes and always feel amazing when they eat tomatoes But if everything is light focused into form, there is no bad food group. There's only limited mindset. Mm. Your focus and your belief becomes your reality. But humans are being taught to focus on the physical. And then they're being told what the physical is by someone else. Mm. And pretty real in the world. You're going to die of cancer in six months, and some people do, and others go, I don't think so, and they're alive five, 20 years later because they didn't choose to believe that program or that statement. They went, oh, well, one way of looking at it, I can look at it this way. The non-judgment is the fluid. If you realize you're judging something because of a belief system, then expect the symptoms, but don't get upset because someone else is having a good time because they don't want to practice what you're practicing. Focus on what you're practicing. Everyone's been taught to be out there and be in judgment. Come back here. Stop the war that's happening inside yourself and your life will transform. You've got to bring it in. You've got to bring it in. And everybody else's life as well, not just our own. Yes, mm. 100%. If you can get into a place of non-judgment, best I can, I can alter this, I can change it. I can amplify this. Non-judgment. People say they don't war, want war in the world and spirit goes, well, until you stop warring in yourself, there's got to be a reflection because cause and effect, focus is focus. 
also come back in and recognize how you sit in judgment of yourself. And then you'll realize what you're doing in your own reality. Mm. Because that becomes your experience. You're not experiencing anything other than what you're focused on. If you don't know about the rice farmer in the back blocks of China, then you don't know about the rice farmer's life in the back blocks of China. Mm. The Kalahari You only experience what you are focused on. Big thing. Big thing. To take ownership. Mm-hmm, Big exactly. Thing. Well, I could talk with you about the universe for hours. <laughs> Well, I would like today to finish the conversation with one topic, which is miracle, because miracle for most people is like this very special thing that happens once every 20 full moon. I don't know. Um, But the way you speak and the way you experience life, for me, it seems like miracle is just your normal. Yes, we call it a miracle because we don't believe it can happen that easily because we've been taught things that you've got to strive. It's a hard slog. You work hard and then you die. There's all these no pain, no gain, all these affirmations people cre- keep creating. If you want to live an incredible life, then just go, I'm open to it. And I'm open to the path of least resistance and I'm open to it happening easily and effortlessly. Just start practicing a different inf- affirmation And those things will be for real because they are attainable to anybody who wants to practice a different affirming of their reality. And so what could block the the process would be judgment in that case. And there's a lot of subtle judgments. Mm. As you know, before you get into this, you can notice the big judgments but there's so many subtle judgments that keep running in the background. And that's why it takes repetition and the non-judgment to realize the repetition's okay. It's okay. That's to start with that. Oh my God, I was doing that for the last three days and I've been trying to stop it. That's okay. No more dialogue. That's okay. That's what I was doing. What am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? Because your soul only exists right now, right now, right now. Your soul only exists the moment you're breathing doesn't exist anywhere else just now 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 so if you want to engage with your soul and you want to live the best life you could create for yourself in collaboration with your soul then get into the now realize what your thoughts are in the now most people's thoughts are in the future or the past so they go oh I was there I didn't notice that well how could you notice something if you're not in your now like people say You've got incredible recall. Well, it's because I've lived my life. I was present in my life. But that's because I didn't know any different. And that's the way my soul chose it so that I can be a living example and speak with absolute passion and knowing. And that excites me that if anybody can discover who they are, that want to really know that and be that, then yippee for this world is all I can say. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I really hope that anyone who's listening to this podcast is um, hopeful for change and full of new ideas of what to practice. And for the listeners who would be interested in following your work or maybe having a session, or you also do these beautiful videos where you talk, there's like different things you offer. Where can they find you 
you have a website? Uh, I do, but I've got to admit, it's like you said, with social media, I don't really interact with it a bit and it does need an update. I would say Facebook, my and I, I don't put personal stuff up there, it's just my work, and it's Tale Loma is my Facebook. Okay. Anyone that message me. I've got a YouTube channel with some of the um, analogies, like Silver Service is the restaurant one, or the Hourglass. When they teach me something and it can take years for me to get it fully, um, and then they just instantly download an analogy and I put that. So there's a YouTube channel, Tale Loma. And now I'm just recently on Instagram, taleloma.nz. So I would generally say Facebook, taleloma. And then there's the YouTube channel that you'll find some different things. And hey, if it's not your thing, then it's not your path of least resistance. But if someone feels a resonance, then yee-haw to that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people put in taleloma, it comes up Dalai Lama. And you just got to put in taleloma. And yes, guys, it is on my birth certificate. It is my birth name. well that was really a pleasure to have you on the podcast thank you so much much appreciated for the fun thanks guys um whoever feels a resonance enjoy your journey of awakening within your soul's dream thank you for listening to blue sky podcast if you feel like reaching out or if you feel like discovering more of my work feel free to visit my website and bluesky.com Thank mm-hmm. you.